Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Oh, good Lord in heaven. It's another award show season and America loves awards. We give everyone an award. You get an award and you get an award and you get an award and the Golden Globes were here and the Golden Globes are the most fun award show in the whole entire, well, maybe not this year they weren't fun, but you know, in the past, they've been fun. My name is Robert Bannon. You're here at the Roundtable. I hope you listen to our predictions we gave our predictions. We didn't do terrible. And I was with Adrian Garzillo, who is my award show cousin extraordinaire, who is obsessed with award shows. And she threw a party at her house. And we went and we ate tacos and we ate pretzels and we had M&Ms and we watched the show. Adrian, welcome to the round table again. Hello, everyone. Hello, Robert. Thank you so much for having me back. I do appreciate it. And yes, I I, I like award show extraordinaire. Yes, I, I do enjoy a good award show. Yes. Yes. And there are many of them coming. And we are going to walk you through the award season this year. If it's Critics' Choice and the Emmys next week. So this end of this week. So join us for another roundtable the end of this week and a recap next week and the SAG Awards and the Oscars and the Grammys and the Gardening Awards and the Best Pig in Show and whatever the hell else they put on television nowadays. Uh, <laughs> we give awards for every, we'll have the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, oh yes. Oh, the MTV Movie MTV Awards, MTV all that good stuff. Awards. Right, the shows that I don't watch. A, yes. the big hot topic, I mean, I've seen it. TMZ did a story. Uh, Twitter did a story, not that I read Twitter. Adrian reads Twitter, but I don't read Twitter. I, I, I boycott the, the X Twitter, um, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I'm on it just to see what they say. And then I, yeah, I'm, I prefer, th- I don't, pref- threads is better, but yeah, I'm still there. I'm on threads, but I don't, well, you know, I don't TikTok either. Ace loves the social media. So my point of the story is, Cat Williams and Adrian, the Hollywood Foreign Press showed up and out uh, last night at the Beverly Hills Hilton, which I stayed at the Beverly Hills Hilton before. I know. I'm jealous. It's lovely. There's a bar downstairs that is very nice and very wood, oaky, and it's a little old fashioned there. And I saw Sharon Osbourne shopping in the lobby, but that's besides the point. Joe Coy was the host. And Adrian is a Joe Coy fan. She has seen uh, Joe Coy. She has gone to his shows. Many, Kelly, many of his shows, yes. What did you think of the Coy? I was 
excited when I first heard, which wasn't that long ago, that uh, he was the host. And I said, oh, well, good for him. Something different because he pretty much does stand up. He did do a movie last year, Easter something. Okay. I watched five minutes. Um, I was disappointed. Same. I was disappointed. But you know what really disappointed me more than anything? I think it is a tough job, I'm sure, for whoever has to do it. hes I don't think he's ever like hosted anything before. And if you are thrown into it and don't know the movie, first of all, I should have never said that, that he didn't see anything. You can lie. You can pretend. They will write it for you. I do. What disappointed me the most was when the jokes were not landing and he blamed the writers. Mm-mm. Bad form. I didn't like it, especially after the strike. Why would you say that? Yes, he did say, if you did not watch it, he did say some of these jokes were written for me. The ones you're laughing at, I wrote. I guess that was also his attempt at a joke, but not at the writer's expense. I also just think like, it's. I know it's a hard job because you you either go Ricky Gervais and go hard and you right. go in on everybody and you roast them. Or you go Tina Fey, Amy Poehler approach and be silly and goofy and sweet. And you make fun of movies and people, but you're not mean spirited about it. Right. At the end of the day, A, I think. Or you you fanboy out and be like, oh my gosh, Robert De Niro is. Like he could have went that way about it. Self-deprecating and and, yes. Right. And that's the thing with Joe Coy. He doesn't really do that in his comedy. He doesn't really, the only people he makes fun of are, are Filipinos, you know, and 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 whatnot. And he's like, oh, if you're Filipino, you're a nurse and things like that. And and people like his comedy. He's a, he's a pretty it's big, sure. I mean, you know, but this, I really, and that's when I was like, oh, bad form, bad form. And I think with a monologue, if you're somebody who is a storyteller comedian, you know, yep. if you, you know, if you're Kevin Hart, who doesn't really tell jokes, 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 like he tells a story yeah. or you're. Joe Coy, or et cetera. Like, this is not that, you don't have 10 minutes to tell a story about when you took your kids to Disney World. Like, this is, this is a kind of quick kind of thing. Yes. Well, I don't think, I said to, when we finished the show last night, I said to Adrian, I don't think he helped his career. I don't know if it. They're not calling him back. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will be calling him back. No, no. Ricky Gervais, who won a Golden Globe, who in his special makes fun of the Golden Globes, didn't even show up to the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we picked predicted some awards and we have- we did pretty good well i i i mean i think i think we did pretty good all right i, I have my i have my list I, I i did i did i missed a couple but i think we did pretty good with our predictions well can we start with tv yes let's tv we we watched it with our friend mike mike has been watching succession but he's only on season three so he was like why is Kieran Culkin going to win? And A was like, you're not up to the end. You didn't finish the series. And then I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't say anything about, you know. And then I think one of the actors said something and we're like, but that's not what he means. He means He's something CEO. totally different. Right. I, I was ready for someone to be like, well, Brian Cox isn't here because he died on the show. But Mike didn't get that far. No, I know. But Mike, now you, well, now he can't listen to the podcast. Right. He won't. Don't worry. Mike, don't listen. Spoiler alert. Try your podcast. Hey, who won? Because I don't remember anything. Comedy. Oh, I do know. It was a bear, bear, bear extravaganza. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So the bear is on FX. Yes. And you could stream it on Hulu. Yes. And it's about a chef who opens a, I don't, he's a fancy chef who opens a 
Not a fancy place. No, no, his family. So he takes yeah. over from his family kind of thing. And he he is a fancy chef. The family's is not, but it's it's well run. And when you're, you know, coming in from a little bougier place, coming into where these people are doing this every day and been in the thick of it, and you come in and try to change stuff, uh-uh, not going to work. And then it goes from there. It's a great show. I think it's got an amazing, it's a great ensemble cast. And I think they, they deserved uh, their wins. And, you know, the Golden Globes historically love a new show. They love yes, something they do. edgy and trendy. And they they gave it across the board. They gave it they gave it best comedy or musical. Yes. They gave best actor in a TV. Best actor. Best actress. Yes. Best actress. Yes. And a bunch of awards. They just ran yes. the, the supporting actress um, went to Elizabeth Delbecki for The Crown. She played uh, Princess Diana. And I do think that was that was deserved there, too. She did a great job. Yes. Don't mind my dog. Clarence is very upset about it, apparently. <laughs> Um, he is a poorly behaved dog. Oh um, no! Yeah, well, a little bit. Um, I, I, <laughs> he interrupts all my interviews. So you, 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 you were happy with the bear? Yes, I was. I, I like the show. I'm, I'm a Ted Lasso girl, so I was hoping since it was the final season, I was kind of hoping for that for comedy because I do think it's a great. I mean, it's the writing is phenomenal. The, the the feeling that you get when I first started watching it, because I didn't understand, I was like, what does this believe? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a goldfish. Like, I really did get it. And, and they were all fantastic. And I love Hannah Waddingham. I love Jason Sudeikis. And I just think it's a it's a great show. Mm -hmm. But um, the bear was new and refreshing. And I, I was happy for them. Yes, same. And uh, we said the best supporting, um, best actress. Her name's Io Edaberry. Edib did you say that? No. <laughs> oh, that's her name. And Jeremy Allen White, obviously the star of The Bear, wins for The Bear. Um, best drama is a, the show that A made me watch. And then I was like, I'm never going to watch a show and like a show about business. I don't know anything about business. I barely know how to deposit a check anymore. And I was like, succession? Ew. Mm -hmm. Those people. Who cares? I don't want to see a bunch of white rich people in their lives. And then you ate it up like with a spoon because it was so good. I binge watched it like a crazy Looney Tune and I loved <laughs> it. It's the best acting on TV in 176 years. And when you think about, like when you talk about writing, like for that show, the amount of words that they were saying, but also, what, and I'm weird like this too, when I watch certain shows, dramatic shows like this, it's almost when they don't speak. That is when it's like, you either feel tension or you feel happiness or you feel scared. And they just all, the three of them, that the, the when I say the three, the kids. Um, the kids, they are, and I mean, any one of them could have won, but it belonged to Kieran Culkin. And his speech was awesome. Suck it, Pedro. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Of course, you know, I love Pedro Pascal. And I knew he wasn't going to win. I was kind of hoping, but I was like, that would have been a little bit of an upset. But I, I just thought... Um, Kieran was great. I think he's he's a really good actor, and and he's 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 weird, but I love it. He's an odd. He's a little bit of an odd. Bird. Does does Pedro Pascal have a girlfriend? No. Uh huh. So anyway, so we so we had um so Kieran Culkin wins for best performance by a male actor, beats the other Succession people, Brian Cox and now Derek. listen, Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah, Jeremy Strong. 
is an amazing actor. In anything that he does, he's very method. Coming to Broadway, and, the people is coming to Broadway, Circle in the Square Theater this this spring. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, it, it would have been between the two of them. I, I, I think to, to I mean, it, it really was a 50-50 shot because they both were phenomenal in this season. But Kieran owned it, like he deserved it. And then best performance by a female actor. We said we wanted her to win. We didn't think she was gonna maybe win, but yeah, Sarah Snook won for Succession. You know, she is, she's really, woo, cutthroat Shit. killer. Shiv will shiv you. That's that's what she's like. <laughs> and it really just and and uh you know just I know we're not talking about fashion yet. Um her dress choice could have been a little better. She looked it was it was beautiful. She looked beautiful. She just it just I think the fitting of it wasn't perfect for her. She needed a little assistance with the um the boobas, boobies, just a little bit. And she, but I, I love her. And again, she has an accent. You didn't realize I, I believe she's Australian. Um and, so and go ahead. And then the other actor that Matthew, you didn't know Matthew McFadden is English or 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 yes, he's British, yes. Who plays uh Snook uh Shiv's Shiv's husband, Tom Plum. Oh, mom, 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 gans, and yeah. he's oh another snaky snake of a snaky person. So, but so good, so good. You know, it's, I love, I love when they have English accents that I don't know because I have an American accent here, but I am also English, <laughs> and I'm really like, hello, hey, I'm from England, and but I put on an American accent for this podcast. And you do it very well. Very, and very well. Thank you. And Succession wins and The Bear wins. And The Bear is not just a, a gay bar in the village. It is a television show. You could watch it on FX. Um, and I was happy for it. It was good. I don't know what Beef is, eh? But Beef, Beef was on, on Netflix and it got a little controversial. I, I, I haven't watched it. I, I heard it was excellent. Many, many uh, friends of mine ha have watched it and said it was excellent. And it also swept those awards because it was the limited anthology series or TV movie. And uh, when Ali Wong won, I mean, she got emotional. I mean, that was really amazing for her for, for first nomination, first win. There was a lot of those last night, actually. Yes. Um, first nominations and first wins. And then Stephen Yoon also won for Beef. He was um, Glenn in The Walking Dead. Those that know, know. If you know, you know. Um, and then it won for the, the series as well. And wow like that's again i i kind of like when it does sweep i know sometimes you want other people to get certain things but then it really goes to show what a great television show it was because if it wins the actor should win that's how i feel I agreed because the acting and the writing and the directing all of it together if you're going to win the best the best yeah. show best miniseries best movie that's all thanks to the director and the actors and the cinematographers and all uh, and the music and all of it. Speaking of music, best original score went to Oppenheimer and the best song. All right, A, we were both wrong. I know we were. You know, I love Lenny Kravitz. He's my celebrity hall pass. Woo. Lenny. And, <laughs> and I love Bruce Springsteen, even though the song mm -hmm. is a little snoozy, but I love, as Bruce can be. And up there. Dua Lipa is a boppity bop, bop, bop. Fun song. You know, I've met Dua Lipa twice. You did? I, I did. I met Dua Lipa at SNL. <gasps> That's right. Background on SNL. She's 100 feet tall and very beautiful. And then I once was the celebrity wrangler at the Oscars of Shoes. Oh. And I brought Dua Lipa backstage so she could pres get presented with the 
Celebrity Shoe Line of the Year Award. Oh, that's very exciting. She is stunning. She is beautiful. Aside from what she is wearing, she is really beautiful. She's a really down-to-earth, nice person. And I love she's that. very chill. And I almost asked her for a selfie, but I didn't want to get fired because I was doing it as a favor for a friend. But I, I wanted to be on my best behavior. Yes, yes. That's always good to do that. And it's, it's nice that she's not... You know, because you, you hear stories sometimes how some people can yes. be. So that's nice. I'm glad that it didn't go to her head. Well, they lost. Ken lost. Peaches, Peaches, Peaches lost. And I know. I was, Billie And Eilish. Jack Black was there. Yeah. And Billie Eilish won and her brother, Phineas and Ferb. And and Billie Eilish won for the, the what was I made for? The depressing song of Barbie. And, you know, sad Barbie and kid Skipper um, as the song. <laughs> so, so um Billie Eilish yes. is, is a very, you know, she's super popular. My students love her because she's all moody and dark. And oh my gosh. My cousin Gabby like adores her. I, I, I get it. And her, I mean, listen to, to be as, I mean, she's been around for a while now. Her, their songwriting skills are amazing. Like if take the music aside yes. to write a song is hard. That's like really difficult. Not everyone can do that. You know what I felt in love with her? And speaking of, I did SNL for a couple of seasons doing background and principal work. And she she was a host and musical guest once. And she was mm -hmm. in the hallway petting um, the animals. For, like she, she seemed very, very chill and yeah. in her own little way. But what I found interesting was when she wrote Bad Guy, they were in Australia on tour. And that do-do-do, that, that the computerized sound in it was the sound of the crosswalk warning from the light. And they okay. took light and they sampled it to make the sounds like that's a real artist where you could be crossing the street and you hear something and then you say that can fit in my song like they I love that part of the song that's it's such a catchy little you know mm -hmm. and that, that's actually that's the first time that I heard her and I was like who is this girl and then you see her and she's so, and you know I, I know a lot of people give her flack for her outfits she's very specific with what she wears and she's been invited to the Met Gala at least once or twice now and she is beautiful. She is stunning. But because society sucks, they do. And how they say, especially towards women, um, you know, talking about women's bodies and things like that, she chooses to wear and, and cover up, which is fine. I just think, um, A, leave her alone. But it was a little more of a dressier event. So I wish she was a little more dressier than what she was wearing. But I'm happy. Good for her. And let's see what happens with the Oscars. I'm still holding out for peaches. I, I hear you. I want you to tell us before we go to movies, give me your fashion. Adrian's five minutes of fashion. Hold on, My you want music for that here? <laughs> go ahead. So my fashion, I, you know, of course, what do they always talk about? Oh, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? As Joan Rivers, um, I don't know if she started it, but you know, who are you wearing? I think Everyone looked really great in, in their way. I think everyone looked great. I don't think anyone was super like, ew, ugly or what have you. I just think because everyone definitely has like a signature style nowadays. But I think the gentleman brought it yesterday. I loved the color. I love the different textures of their um, uh, tuxedos and, and suits and whatnot. Um, I actually want to start off with the, uh, how do I, I don't want to say older gentleman, but Lenny Kravitz, I mean, hot. Come on. I mean, this man, he's 60 years old. Like, I, I mean. Like, I remember my dad at 60 years old, and he did not look at 60 years old in his Coles pants. He does not look like Lenny Kravitz. 
We love Greg, but um, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz, even Will Ferrell. I mean, I Will Ferrell. Sell Greg for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Um, Will Ferrell, I think, looked amazing. I, and, and a lot of the gentlemen were in white. Um, I, I do like uh, Jonathan Bailey, uh, who was from um, Bridgerton, and he's in the new Wicked movie. And he was wearing uh, Givenchy. And I love the white suits. I think it looked really nice. Uh, Andrew Scott as well. He was in Valentino. He was nominated for um, Best Actor in a Drama. Um and Coleman Domingo, he was on a lot of the top lists that I was reading because it was a different look. It wasn't your traditional tuxedo, which Bradley Cooper wore and looked amazing and brought his mom. I love that he does that. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jelani Aladdin. You know Jelani Aladdin, I believe, correct? I sure do. And he was there. He had a fabulous uh, suit on, looked absolutely amazing. Robert Downey Jr., my Broadway friends know Jelani Aladdin, Jelani Aladdin of of, of uh, Frozen, and has been on the been on the the round table before. He looked absolutely amazing. John Baptiste looked fantastic. Then you have Matt Bomer. I do enjoy looking at Matt Bomer. He's very handsome, very talented, and he had on like a, a blue tuxedo jacket. Uh, I don't think he had a tie on. I kind of liked it. Golden Globes. You don't have to be that super duper dressed up. Like you 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 can. There's a line that you can you know do that. Killian Murphy, who won, um, looked amazing. I liked his tuxedo as well. Um, now, you knew who I was waiting to see. Walk that red jacket. My Pedro Pascal. <laughs> and um, he he injured himself. He fell. I don't know how. Maybe filming Gladiator. He might have injured himself. He had a sling on. Maybe maybe swiping on Grinder. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this show. We love Pedro. We love Pedro. Um, no matter is. what, we love Pedro. Uh, he, I, I, I don't know what he was wearing. He had on like this, this very nice, uh, he's very fashionable. He tries to kind of be a little edgy. Uh, I was, I, I guess the jacket would have been too much to wear. Um, I liked it. It was different. I, I liked that it was different. John Krasinski had on like red. Barry Keoghan of Saltburn mismatched the pants and the jacket. So it didn't really match. If it was all, I think, monochrome color, it would have been great. Um, so those are the gentlemen. And I think they, they all looked great. I don't think I missed anybody there. Oh, and oh, Jared Leto and Timothy Chalamet. I do enjoy them as well. I think Timothy Chalamet is very handsome. 
I may, I know I'm not the only person that thinks that way. And I just, he's got a very cool fashion sense. I really do like that. And is he the new Johnny Depp? Maybe. I don't know. Some people say that like you, Robert. I said that. I said, I did not find him attractive. I also said that he, he, um, he isn't, he's the next Johnny Depp, which is a compliment. I think. It is, yes. And, um, and, 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 uh, you mentioned him and you mentioned some dirty person. Oh, Jared. He, he's not dirty. Adrian loves Jared Leto. He, he wore, he's very, he has a lot of good, um, hair and he has very, what's a nice way to say this? Immovable skin on his face. And he, he (laughs) has very odd gloves. Yeah. He likes the gloves for some reason. I mean, Hey, listen, it it is what it is, but let's dance. The women also brought it. They looked amazing. Uh, I will, I will do because there were so many. I, I will mention a couple because, and I will save my top three for last. But um, I thought Selena Gomez looked gorgeous. She had a beautiful, like a red shiny dress on, and she's young, so it was nice to be fun and flirty. I think Taylor Swift looked beautiful in this green. You know, I love a good sparkly dress. She looked stunning. She was alone. Um, Aretha says about Taylor Swift. What? Aretha Franklin says about Taylor Swift, what do you think of her voice? And she says, pretty gowns. She wears pretty gowns. <laughs> um, Margot Robbie, I, I, she she killed it again with the Barbie. I was hoping for a different Barbie look. I, I do remember that particular Barbie dress um, that they recreated. And I, she's, she is beautiful. I, I, th- I think she could wear like a juicy tracks sweatsuit and she'd look great. Um, Emma Stone uh, looked beautiful. Uh, again, a lot of the the a lot of white. A lot of the women wore white as well, and a lot of shine. Um, Oprah in purple, stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, about Oprah lately, she wears her glasses all the time, and she don't she does not care. She's just gonna good wear for it. her. She and she she looked great. She really looked amazing. Like the dress was just absolutely stunning and beautiful. And and you know me, I love a purple anything purple. And I also think Meryl Streep looked wonderful. Usually she's a kind of hit or miss. I really liked her outfit last night. Um, I really liked, as did Mike, um, Haley Steinfeld, who came in. She was wearing Prada in pink, and it was beautiful. The back had this bow detail design. Now, my top two are J-Lo. I think she looked absolutely stunning. But my favorite was Issa Rae. Issa Rae, her, that dress. Oh my God. Stunning. She, when I saw her, I was like, Oh, she was absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely gorgeous. And I'd like to give an honorable mention to, um, Danielle Brooks in red. Cause she also looked absolutely beautiful. I absolutely loved it. But I don't know if you heard about Jillian Anderson, who was there at the Globes and she had on a, a white, what looked like just a regular white, nice, pretty gown, but there was a design on the bottom part of the gown. Did you hear about this? No, Jillian Anderson, X Files, Sex Education, Jillian Anderson. Sex Education. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I like the show a lot. Oh, Sex, great show. Who knew that was like a sleeper? You were the one that said, "Oh, a you have to watch it," and I fell in love. It's such a great show. Um, yeah, well, she, the cast of Sex Education is in the Barbie movie. I know, I know. Um, so on the so the dress was white. She looked stunning in it. Her hair was down. She looked absolutely beautiful. And then she said it was fitting that she had this embroidered, I guess, into the dress. And and then when you look a little bit closer and, you know, 
Um, it was vaginas. <clears throat> can I say that on this podcast? She felt it was fitting. You can say anything on this podcast. She So the dress, it's a beautiful white, a little poofy. And on the bottom part of the dress are photos of vaginas. Remember that Sex in the City uh, episode where uh, um, Charlotte was working and he painted vaginas? So that was on her dress. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is a unique... That was, I, I think, her political statement because Jillian can be a little political. I don't even think she lives in the United States. But woo-woo, good for you, Jillian. She looked gorgeous. And if you didn't know, you didn't know. So now you do. I, I'm going to have to look at a picture of it because it's been a very long time since I've seen a vagina. And, <laughs> and um, well, see, that's the tip. The thing you did not know this week that you didn't know you needed to know until today. There you go. There you go. Oh, so okay. I will say there were two looks, though, that I wasn't a fan of. Um, oh, the drop, the shade. The shade, just a little bit. And it's not the, the actual dress itself, but Florence Pugh of, um, uh, of Oppenheimer. <laughs> She had a beautiful red dress on. Red was also a popular color as well. Um, but her hair, and and she has done like mohawks, like she kind of, you know, which which is fine. And I actually would have preferred that better. She decided to go retro, super retro, and she kind of looked like the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls. I was going to say, you all said Flock of Seagulls. Didn't they sing, and I run? What did I they ran, sing? yes. That's I the song. Well, if she would have slicked her hair back or it would have looked just better, it just kind of flopped in her face. And I was like, oh, just missed the mark. That was my only thing. And and Sarah Snook, we, we, we were hoping she was going to win. And it was a very simple dress. I, I just it was showing her midriff. I was like, I don't know. I, it just it just and, and she wasn't wearing any um, bra. So that was just kind of but yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of uh, bras, uh, Divine Joy Randolph, um, her dress was beautiful, but she, those puppies, woo, hey now, good for it her. Very not, excited for her. It might have not fit, it, it, oh my goodness, sometimes, I know this for a fact, with pants for men, you yes. want to fit in a tight pant, you want to show a skinny body, or you want to show a little bit of a silhouette, yes. sometimes things pop out a little bit more because they're sucked and tucked and pushed. And she was pushed and tucked and... Oh, she was. And I think for a, a woman who is of a um, larger size, she gorgeous. was gorgeous. Her makeup, her hair, every, and the dress, the color of the dress was beautiful. It was like a, what's it, like a maroon color. And she had sparkles on the, the bodice part of it that was holding her together. But it's true. They, they were, she was corseted in there like nobody's business so they were much more protruding but she looked stunning i just hope she didn't jump too or dance too much at the after party well you know that brings us to our categories because she won for best supporting actress yes she did i love danielle brooks a lot i i, I love I danielle brooks is amazing but when you watch the movie the holdovers she really breaks your heart they all all three main characters break your heart in that movie but and i'm not trying to give spoilers alert but her arc in that movie uh, about her personal life. And there are moments where she's very joyful and very tough and, you know, she's smoking her cigarette and cooking or whatever. But then there are moments where she is, lets her guard down and, and you see the, 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 the pain that she's gone through. Yeah. She really gives that movie, a movie that's really about three people without much going on in that movie at all. Yeah. She gives it a lot of comedy and, and nuance and pain. And she is, she does a really beautiful job with that movie. She, she's she does. I was very happy for her. It was nice again. It was nice to see, you know, a, a new person kind of win. It's I, I love to see that. And I also have to say, as a whole, I love that they really didn't cut people off. I know it went a little bit over, 
And if you just let them talk a little bit more, like give them, give them their moment. Don't rush them too, too much. I thought everybody gave really, really, some of them are okay, but some of them are really great speeches. Well, speaking of speeches, best supporting actor in a movie went to an Adrian favorite, which is yeah. Robert Downey Jr. For Oppenheimer, he's not in an iron suit in this movie. I <laughs> allegedly. I did not watch the movie because it's about two and a half hours too long for me. But I know that he's a great actor. He's an odd duck. He is. He's he's definitely, you know, I mean, aside from the Iron Man and everything. And when you talk about a comeback. Oh, he yeah. Really. He and, and, and that's what makes me when people kind of like, oh, you know, look at him. Yeah, he could be. He could have died. He could have. If you really think about it. And he turned he went to jail turned his life around and he truly is an amazing actor. He's always been a great actor. I mean, less than zero Chaplin, Tropic Thunder. I'm putting it out there. He was great in Tropic Thunder. Um, this movie, I was shocked. I really was because I wasn't sure. Cause you know, when you see one Iron Man and Marvel movie, you've seen them all. They're still great. But when you see him do this, I was like, wow. Like he really, it, it was just, and he loved the movie. And when he was, when they were promoting it, he just was gushing. And usually you don't hear him talk like that. So that's why I think he appreciated the role. Uh, and he was just, he was really great. So I was excited. And his speech was great. I love it. He's, he's a nut. We are going to, you're going to hear Oppenheimer a lot. Uh, speaking of best performance by a most director, uh, of course, I didn't think there was another, I mean, there was no other real competition in my opinion. I, I knew that Christopher Nolan, he had never won. Never won. So, I mean, this is a pretty epic movie. It made a billion dollars. A movie, as as the producer said, the, the woman producer Emma. said, you know, a movie about a bomb in American history, like, that, to make That, cha that changed. Uh, I mean, it really... Rated it, R? It, it, rated it, R movie? Rated R. And not only that, it wasn't a good thing that this was created. Like, no. you know, when, when you think about that and, and that's where you see Oppenheimer's because he's like, wait a second. And I mean, a brilliant man, he's like, but, but we're going to use this for, why are we you? And then you, and then you see what happens. And this is truly an ensemble cast. There are amazing performances. Matt Damon, amazing performance in this film. Um, uh, um, our buddy, Bernard, uh, David Krumholtz. He's amazing in this film. Amazing, amazing in this. Um, oh, what's his name? Josh. Oh my goodness. Hartnett? Yes. He has a great role in this. It really, it's, and then sometimes, cause I kind of do this at movies and um, my husband always is like, how do you oh, know? Oh no. I remember who, like, I'll know, I'll look at them and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, that's so and so from that other movie. And again, they do look very different because a lot of the movie is also black and white. So you know, it's very interesting. Emily, okay, Blunt. I'll watch it. I'll watch it, Adrian. It's going to take me weeks. <laughs> the SAG screeners are coming. I'll watch this damn movie. It's worth the watch. And the other great thing, and this is why Christopher Nolan, I, I enjoy Christopher Nolan. I will stand for him. He is he is an amazing filmmaker. He did not use any CGI in this film. And that in today's, for a movie like this, where you're talking about an atomic bomb is amazing. I agree. So congrats to Christopher Nolan. I'm sure he'll have an Oscar on his mantle. Um, but we'll get to that when we do Oscar time. Uh, best performance by a male actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. I thought it was, as a teacher, um, 
you know, Paul Giamatti's speech was really beautiful. And I, I love the homage to his family who are teachers. You know, he is an actor that you watch him and you know he's really, he's not someone who is like, oh damn, I got to go see this movie because Paul Giamatti's in it. Because he's not um, salacious and scandal driven. He's just a good actor forever. And this movie, to star in this movie and to, to kind of have this movie on his back, the nuances of this movie me and A talked in the preview about a good old movie, like a movie that's just a good movie. That's not good a story. story. It's a good story driven movie. And he is acting for his little face off. So I, I was happy he won. He's, he's an actor's actor. Like he, he, he's not pretentious. He's not, he's, and, and I think people forget he's funny yeah. in big mama's house. He was hysterical. He's. <laughs> he's a big mama's house. Cat Williams will tell you why he made Big Mama's House, Martin Lawrence. But that's another show. That's another show. I don't know if that's for the Broadway podcast audience. But I but I think that that uh that is a a good point. He's always been a good actor. He's very funny. Always. And he's always. Very- and he's always picked, I think, specific roles that spoke to him. And I'm sure he could have done things on a larger scale. And he chooses these really great films. And that's why. He, and, and this this is a long time coming for him too. He's been nominated, but this was a good win for him. I was so excited. Me too. And then when we get to best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, um, you know, at Bar- Margot, people are, they love the Barbie movie because people saw the Barbie movie. I, I, and I love Fantasia because I love singing and I'm a musical person, hence we're on the Broadway Podcast Network. But yes. Emma Stone, Mike is the one who, out of the three of us who saw Poor Things. He said that it's a very interesting, weird movie. Um, Rami Youssef, who graduated acting school a year before me, is in this movie, and I'm always thrilled for him and um, and his career. And then Emma Stone, you know, is, is a weird movie, apparently. And I, she, we love her. Yeah, we love Emma Stone. She is great. She's great in Cruella. Um, and I, they, they are doing the sequel. I think she starts filming it soon, probably after all the, the award season and stuff. And that was, I think, a little bit of a surprise because I think everybody figured, oh, it's going to be Margot. It's going to be Margot. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised. And em, listen, Emma Stone's great. I mean, La La Land, you know, like she, and again, she's another one. She can do anything. She can do funny. She can do serious. She can do Romantic a comedy. TV show. Okay. She was also nominated for a television show. Yes. As well. So I'm, I'm happy for her. She works. Um, yeah, she has not, did she win an Oscar? I believe she won for La La Land. I think so too, but we could be lying. So if we're lying, tell us. You won't offend us. You could DR, D, D, what is it called? DM. Yes. I'm I'm at Robert M. Bannon and Adrian is at, at AMC Disney. You can't, don't DM me your filthy, nasty stuff though. I'm a, a married spud and so is she. Um, and this is on the, you can't see me. So therefore it's, you can't judge what we look like. Here we go. Maybe you have, you think we have a, a sexy voice. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Adrian's looking up Emma Stone's uh, theatrical awards career. Best performance by a female actor in a motion picture went to Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, which did we find out about Emma Stone? She won. She did. For La La Land. So, yes. so um, 2017. Lily, and I'm sure Lily Gladstone will win the Oscar. I, I could just smell it, but we'll talk about that when we get closer to But Lily Gladstone made uh, history as well. A is somebody who is a big uh, activist and advocate for Native Americans. And I'm sure that was a big moment for, for the Native community. And um, tell us, A. 
I, I thought it was really beautiful. Uh, I was very excited when I, I heard this movie was coming out and I was like, oh, it should be interesting to see. It It is another long one, Robert. Um, but again, you have an amazing cast. It's Martin Scorsese. Need I say more? And if it's Martin Scorsese, I'm going to watch it. As he's gotten older, some of them are not always as, as good as they used to be back in the day, like Goodfellas and Casino and whatnot. Um, but she really, I mean, this was the first time an, an indigenous person has won. Uh, and I mean, leading, you know, a female, uh, female lead. And I thought her speech was beautiful. And she is part of the um, Blackfoot, I believe, um, community uh, here. And she spoke a little bit of her native language and she had her mom there. And I just thought that was really nice and sweet and, and earnest. Like she was, she was truly honored and she gave a great speech and, I, I, you know, she thanked Leo and Marty. I love that she called them Marty. And Bob, um, that's so funny. I, I think it was great. I was happy for her. Um, best performance by a male actor went to someone who, for me at least, he came flying on the scene in Batman. That's when I first saw him. And then he kind of like disappeared for, I mean, I know he did Pinky Blinders and whatever, but like he didn't hit the, I think when I, he first came out, they had set him up to be like big giant box office draw. It took him a little bit of a roundabout way He's he's an interesting actor. He go ahead. So I I've known I've known Killian since he did Twenty Eight Days, Twenty Eight Days. Yes. Okay. Which was like I think the introduction into the zombie movie yeah. realm, and he was you would think he was attractive, and I was like, oh, in the movie, not so much. And it's a great film if if you can find it somewhere streaming or if you have a DVD, watch it. That's kind of where I first saw him. That was quite some time ago. And then he kind of did some other movies. And then he did Breakfast in Pluto, which was amazing. Loved it. Um, I believe it's about a young man in London. And he is kind of like a drag queen kind of thing. So he, he definitely did a lot of um, independent films and whatnot. And then he did some other space things. And it, it didn't really go anywhere. But then he got Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders has been on for like eight or nine seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So he had been doing that. This and then he did Batman, and he's been working with with Nolan, Christopher Nolan, now for twenty years, twenty Crazy. years, and then they picked him for this. Uh, I do, I think he's very handsome. The accent does get it too. He's got beautiful eyes, and he's he's very quiet. He's he reminds me of like a Heath Ledger, where Heath Ledger just was like, yes, I love acting, but I'm I don't want to kind of be that Hollywood kind of person, and that's kind of what Killian is like, and he's a phenomenal actor. And this movie definitely shows it. I mean, he, woo, amazing. So kudos to him. That's a, it was, a, it was nice that he won. Even though I, I don't, you know, he's, I don't think anyone on that list is that is exciting. Like I didn't see anyone on this list and say, wow, I hope they win so I could hear them give their speech. But I'm happy, maybe Coleman Domingo, but we knew, I, I didn't think he was going to win. I, I, I know. I'm happy for uh, him. So the controversy that I spewed last week about cinematic and box office achievement as an award because I thought that it was a BS award because I thought it was just an award so that people can give an award to a movie that people saw. Cause like, I didn't think guardians of the galaxy, even though people think it's fun is like a, a award nominated or super Mario brothers, you know, I agree. Yes. The standard that people should have to uh, awards. It's uh, it's objective. It's, it's objective, you know, some people find certain things great and other people don't, but like, I just thought they want people to tune in. So you, the biggest complaint that people give about the Oscars usually is that they didn't see the movies because when they're, they're independent movies or they're are in limited release or people don't get the chance to see them, why are we going to watch if we don't see the movie? 
I agree. And I think that's why, and initially, because I'm a, I love going to the theaters. I, I love that experience. I love watching the previews. It's very exciting. Like, oh, what movie is coming out next? However, over the past couple of years, that experience has kind of changed. Um, and if I do go, I don't want to get sick. So I kind of wear a mask and I kind of have we, we, you know, haven't gone as often and I do miss that experience, but I do think it's still important. I, I hope we can get back to doing that again someday, but I think it's great because now more people, because they are able to stream movies, can see more of the movies that are possibly going to be nominated for the Oscars. So I well, think that's exciting. I agree. And uh, Barbie won and Barbie, you know, deserved to win because it did a billion dollars and it yes. was going to be about cinematic achievement. Then that's kudos to that. We had and so it was, I mean, that was, it, yes, it was Barbie Heimer. Like it was Barbie and Oppenheimer because they opened like on the same day, which is crazy and wonderful. And that's kind of what saved the movies is, is besides Tom Cruise. Um, they, th this year, they really did it and people really got to see them and they were really the last people to, that were able to promote their films. Right. That's the other thing too, because then the strike happened. Right. And so everybody knew to see, both of these movies and you saw I remember when I went to go see Oppenheimer that there were men wearing Barbie shirts and they were doing a double feature and I love that I think that's great I like why I, can't you see both I agree and I think I was happy I, listen I'm not a, a Taylor Swift hater either I, no. I, I I mean she's a PR machine she's very brilliant yes I I think she's very calculated as what she does I'm not saying she's not happy in her relationship it's not we're not a gossipy show like that but like I just know she's smart. She knows how to keep her name in the news. And I know that she does. She's and a she's good, good to her fans. She's a good songwriter and she, she works hard and yes. she's generous. You know, the money she gave to her crew and she made billions of dollars and all of that, but she did not deserve to win the award. I mean, her movie made a, a ton of money for the amount of money it cost, but it's not a billion dollar movie. So I'm no. happy she went and I'm happy she was nominated and I'm happy we all got a good kick out of her being there but it deserved to go to a different movie that made more money. Uh, it's did now here's now I'm going to just kind of not throw shade, but well, yeah, I am. Do you think they just did that just to get her there? Thinking she'd come with, with Travis. I think they, they don't even care if she came with him because her, her not coming was a story. Him coming is a story. Everything is a story. She's a I know. I kind of feel bad. Like leave her alone. Let her live her life. She's not, you know, like the poor thing. But I also have read, blind items and 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 stuff about her you know very big on putting it in the press and calling paparazzi to where they are very a la j-lo i i think she likes it i think well, she she, likes she loves the easter eggs and she will say like her fans the uh the swifties um i'm a little bit of a swifty i will say that i do i do enjoy her music i think it's great she, she is a great songwriter and she will wear like a moon and a star and that's because i mean i'm not that deep into it but she does like you say she is a little calculated and she she does uh -huh. it for the fans so you know kudos to her as long as she's not hurting anybody or anybody hurting her i'm i'm fine with it i'm a swifty i've seen her in concert i saw her open for tim mcgraw and faith hill i saw her wow. tour, a, a, her tour by her well she opened with just her and a guitar i saw her tour with and ed sheeran was her opening act and um okay. i i've been a fan of the swift experience i liked her more then i think than i like her now because she's become a it's a She's a corporation. She is. A I was going to say it's it's a corporation. It's all commercial. It's it's not as intimate as it used to be. But kudos, kudos, because if kudos. we had a chance, we'd all take it and run. Best motion picture, uh, musical or comedy, went to Poor Things. 
Yeah. What's about that? I don't even remember uh, what the hell that movie is. What is it? We that's with your buddy Rami. Rami Youssef is in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Emma Stone and Emma the Stone. And, and Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo. You know I love my Mark Ruffalo. Uh, we met him many many years ago. Yes, we did. Many years ago, we met him when he was promoting ooh the movie with Reese Witherspoon. It was like a romantic comedy. Oh yeah, it's so cute. It's such a cute little died. movie. Yes, just yes. like heaven, but not. He was super, super nice, and he still is nice from from what I gather. And uh, yeah, it's a and Mike said it was a really, you know, interesting kind of movie, and I like those kinds of movies. And uh, I think and the the, mu uh, the music one too, right? Oh no, the music uh, Oppenheimer one for the music. But he said the score, like the music, is weird. Like it's it's. But when you look at a movie like this, where it's kind of like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's Bride, kind of sorta, you gotta it's gotta be a little weird. Yeah, I agree. But that was it. That I think that was a bit of a surprise. I think we all thought it was going to go to Barbie. Yes, but yeah. you know, I'm sure it's a great movie, and I'm sure it's art artistic and uh, uh, an, an, an achievement on its own. And we'll see if it gets nominated for an Oscar. I'm I'm sure it will get nominated for an Oscar. Well, you know, when they they got up to um, with the award, the uh, director I don't recall his name. I hold I on love this part. Your ghost. Um, mm. Your go, you were going to call him your ghost. He got up there. He was very excited. I think he was a little fumbling and he was starstruck with Bruce Springsteen. And I loved his speech because he just kept thanking Bruce Springsteen. And I think he couldn't believe that he was in the same room as him. And I love that. That's what I love about these award shows because, you know, not everybody sees each other all the time or really knows each other. They may see them in passing and whatnot. And he was really excited. And I thought that was adorable. Yeah, I would fan out, I think, about Bruce Springsteen. I enjoyed the Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Hello, we're from Jersey. Oh my gosh. My cousin Sally, she'd pass out. Of course. I mean, we had Stephen Van Zandt on the round table and yes. we found out about him. You know, like we 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 enjoy uh, a East Street moment. The best, well, we've kind of buried the lead here because we talked about it about 665 times. Oppenheimer wins. Now, my question to you, A. Wait, wait, wait. We forgot one award that was also new. There was another new award before we get to the, the big, big, big one. The stand-up comedy one. Yes. I know we talked that who won. Ricky Gervais yes. did win. But do you find it interesting that they, they would include this type of an award? Because comedy specials have been on television for years. Yes, forever. Yes. I mean, Gallagher was smashing watermelons in 1986. I, comic Relief back in the day, or even the Comedy Awards. I think that for me... I just think they are always looking for ways to get interesting, famous people in the room at the Golden Globes. They like to give mm -hmm. seats to people that are not always in the movies. That right. you know, I've seen musicians and et cetera be there that are not nominated because they try to make it a fancy event. I think it's an interesting category. I like that it's there. Jim Gaffigan was my, I wish he hosted the Golden Globes. because yes. That was shady, shady, shady. And oh, I he was great. I didn't think Ricky Gervais was going to win. I didn't think so either. I was hoping for Wanda. I love Wanda Sykes. I love Wanda. I thought Chris Rock's special was fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. That was Chris Rock, he he gives a good special. That was a really funny one. There was a great bit he did about his daughter and when she got in trouble. And he was yes. like, let her get in trouble. And I love that. I, I really I really enjoyed oh, the special. So funny. If you don't know about my personal life, if you don't watch the roundtable every Thursday uh, live on YouTube, I talk about my personal life. I have a fiance and my fiance comes from Detroit and is a church family. And he's got that attitude. Like if you're a teacher and my kid's in trouble, then let them be in trouble and let them stay. You know, they, they could stay in jail. They could stay in detention. They could stay wherever. 
And yeah. this little hoity-toity little white guy from Bergen County, New Jersey, was a little helicopter parenting. My parents wouldn't. And I loved Chris Rock because he lives in Alpine, New Jersey. His kids went to the most expensive school in New Jersey and let them be in trouble. That's he was a- like, let her be expelled. And his daughter was like, excuse me? Oh, you want to, you want to, you know, screw Funny. around and find out? There you go. Funny. She really wasn't, but he let her think that for like a week. And I just, the bit was really great. It was, and it, and the end of it was awesome. Like, I really loved how he ended that story. But can I just say, I know we said for host for next year. Can I say my favorite presenters were Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell? Oh, so funny. So funny. You know, Will Ferrell is interesting person. He, Yes. He's an interesting person. He's a very talented person. He's gotten into producing. He's he's plays Will Ferrell in his movies very well. Like he does Will Ferrell well. Yes. Loved him on Saturday Night Live. I gave shade to Kristen Wiig at the party because I said, I love Kristen Wiig when she does Kristen Wiig. But like, I don't love... I don't want to go to a movie and see Kristen Wiig be something she's not Kristen Wiig. I agree. She's great in Bridesmaids, but like Bridesmaids is probably my favorite That's that she's insane. done. Because she plays like an like the character she plays on SNL, like a quirky, funny, yeah. she's so funny on SNL. They were so funny. Just those few couple minutes, like you initially you're like, oh, what's happening? I'm like, that's the bit. Like, why can't they host? You know, back sure gonna, every, everyone's talking about them. So who knows? A and me used to go look for audience uh, autographs and, and pictures b- before um, I became an international superstar. I say that so facetious. And um, so we went one day in the rain and Will Ferrell back then was historically not nice. Like he was not an easy autograph. He was not an easy person to take a picture with people. He would always be on the list of the people who would not sign. And we and her were the only people there. And he stopped and took a picture and and, and talked to us like, maybe if there was a hundred people there, he wouldn't, but he did. And then when he went to Broadway, he stage doored, which that is a whole other conversation for another day. Another uh, day. We should have that. Dis- that would be very good to have that conversation on here for the broadcast um, network. We may have to talk about uh, stage door because Adrian and me have very different opinions. Um, I Oppenheimer won, right? Yes, they did. Rightfully Oppen- so. Oppenheimer wins. Oppenheimer will win the Oscar. So here's the thing. There, there's always that one movie that could switch it up. Uh, just when they thought Saving Private Ryan was going to win and Shakespeare in Love came in and won. Well, that was also a different time. Shade there. In movies, just saying. Both were great films. I think Saving Private Ryan did deserve to win Best Picture over Shakespeare in Love. Just saying. That's my opinion on that there. Uh, Oppenheimer, I I think is just such a well-made film. And again, you know, the Oscars do this. They, they, when they wait and then they give the, the actor or the director their due. And I I think it's time. I think Christopher Nolan, um, deserves it. I think this is probably one of the best. I mean, Inception is probably my favorite. Oppenheimer is great. I just liked Inception a little bit more. I think it should win. I, I am excited to see the award season continue. Um, the SAG nominations are this week. Uh, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild, so I'll vote. And I'll even, well, I can't tell you who I vote for. But I can allude to who I vote for. Ooh, we could play like a little game. What does Robert think of these people? And then you could <laughs> guess who I voted for based on my answers. And we'll have so much fun. Uh, there's so much fun award show shenanigans 
that we will have for this season. And you know, the Grammy Awards are my gig. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I have to brush up on that, Robert. I don't know who some of these people are. I feel we're very old. we're old. We're old. I was watching, if we can just deter for a moment, I was watching, although I did watch CNN, uh, Andy and Anderson, because what else is there to watch on New Year's Eve? Come on now. I did watch Ryan Seacrest. I recorded it. And I oh, they had a lot of musical acts. And they had 30 Seconds Marge, Mars with Jared Leto. Then they had they had Green Day, which were amazing. And everyone was like, who knew Green Day was political? I'm like, well, because American Idiot is like 20 years old. American Idiot is 20 years old, Robert. 20. Me and I used, we used to be at the bar. Yes, Big Orange Cone. But we digress. But there were so many acts. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. They're very talented. The I just fact, don't know who they are. The fact that I was at a bar 20 years ago is sad because that means I'm old enough to have been at a bar 20 years ago. Technically, 20 years ago, I was only 20. So I was not <laughs> legally able to be at a bar. It's for the record, people. Um, and more you pick us up moisturize your face so you don't look your age everybody it's important to have a skincare routine can we say that so now oh oh wait wait well, I, I, about, I don't and i don't moisturize my face it's important i actually i really didn't used mm. to but now when i see those lines i'm like because i don't want to put botox some of them i do pull it on the botox some of them some of them need to see but you know what my problem with botox is when i smile something happened to me like my one side of my lip doesn't it's a little bit less like i think you do a little bit i think it really helps and 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 it, it definitely can do that well a has an hd tv that's that's big and we watch the uh red carpet Ooh. on um on the hd screen and people love to tan in la and yeah it was it the lenses didn't help them and you know what's funny? Was, ask a she's backstage with me at every show i never wear makeup really on uh, on stage no. ever 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 and sometimes i think the guys put makeup on for the red carpet. Oop, no. Mm -mm. It doesn't photograph well. It doesn't video well. It And if they did like self-tanner or are like, instead of doing like a spray tan, like the ladies do, they, and, and, but a lot of them look like orange. Like you, you don't need to look like Snooki from the Jersey shore. Like <laughs> you, a nice glow is fine. But some of them, I was like, Oh no, no. Well, and even some of their like ladies, you have to like your decolletage. You needed to kind of moisturize that too because that's, that's going to show. Montage. That's when you have like, um, like Divine with her, her, you know, stress like your, your, your. Yes. So it's 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 this area. I'm pointing like people can see me. It's it's your <laughs> neck and and upper chest area if it is showing. That is your decolletage. Who knew? Look, we are going to be here every, like I said, every single uh, award show from music to the to the Tonys, Broadway fans. So if you're don't get me. I'm already excited about the Tonys. Me too. I'm ready. So yes. we are going to be here and the Drama League Awards. We'll even do that. Who cares? We're going to do it all when you because we go to the Drama League Awards, the roundtable. So if you yes. if you are if you are uh, watching and listening to us, make sure you follow me at Robert M. Bannon or go to robertbannon.com. And there's also an IG page for the roundtable. It's the roundtable with Robert Bannon on Instagram. Follow us on the Broadway Podcast Network. Watch someone else's podcast. Listen to someone else's podcast. There's some great things. If you're a theater fan, if it's the musical theater podcast, if it's if it's on the record, if it's all these different great podcasts that are here. Adrian's online. If you want to fight her about what she said, go to at AMC Disney. Um, and we will be here uh, Thursday this week if you are around and want to stop by and say, hey, um, it's a really fun Broadway-inspired uh, show on the 11th of January, where we celebrate two years of the roundtable with Tony nominee, superstar, Broadway legend Adam Pascal. will be here. 
so if you wanted to hear us talk about One Song Glory and what he's like, what his show is like with with um, Anthony Rapp at 54 Below all month long, then you're going to have to check out the highlights of our past year. Can you believe the roundtable's two years old, eh? Honestly, I am in shock because it seems like it just started. And I remember you were you said, I'm going to do this. And I'm so glad that you did because you do such amazing work. You bring so much new information and we love Broadway. We, we grew up with Broadway, both of us. And it's just, it's wonderful to hear you bring in the new people and, and, and give people and, and educate people about it and talk about the actor's craft, about the art. And I love the way that you do that. Thank you. You know, the show is a, it's just, we're a show about uh, artists talking about art. We're not too gossipy and scandalous. That's what me and A do. But when there's yeah. people here that are fancy, we're, we behave ourselves. We we have shows on here every single day on the Broadway Podcast Network. So if you want to see the Barricade Boys who come from the West End, if you want to hear Richard Walters, who wrote a great show about le- the 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 champagne lady that Cliquette, um, that champagne, like the, he wrote a musical about the person that the champagne is named after, which was a royal in the um, Courtney Reed's coming up from Aladdin and from Moulin Rouge. Uh, Tommy Burke wrote a book about working as an assistant director and now he has Parkinson's disease. There's all sorts of stuff that are always coming up here. We're going to have the cast of Peter Pan that's on tour. We're going to have the cast of The Wiz that's on tour. Robbie Benson from Ice Castles and a million TV shows are on tour. We're going to have Diana DeGarmo here for Valentine's Day with her husband, Ace Young from American Idol. Wow. always stuff. People showing up here on the round table. So make sure you stick around and we'll have all of our content as well. uh, Our award show gamut. All right, A. That's it. I'll see you. I'll see you this weekend for uh, Critics' Choice Emmy Award Extravaganza. And um, I'll be ready. Thank you for watching, listening, everybody, and watch us on the YouTube channel. And uh, as always, the best is yet to come. I will see you again next time, right here on the roundtable. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.